The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there. You found the taxi stand hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Well, good morning, kids and kittens. It is August 13th. Welcome aboard to the Taxi Stand Hour. John Shannon is w- once again off for the week. He, uh, We expect him to join us again next week from the radio tfi executive tower in queens new york i'm ed van s good morning kids and kittens we trust you've had a fine and fantastic week joining me in the co-pilot seat is the 1987 miss idaho potato first runner-up from ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it's bill fancher good morning bill how are you today one of my finest accomplishments. One, it, we uh, were all quite <clears throat> proud of you, and uh, uh, a good, a good, good morning to Steve out there, our friend from Rideshare Rodeo. Uh, we we look forward to having you join us here today, Steve. Uh, Ed, yes. <clears throat> before before we get too far into this, I have an apology to make to to you and all three of our listeners. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Should I should I get a damp um, a moist towelette or something or I don't know you it, it's just to everybody out there I just want to say I'm sorry I broke Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we don't know that for sure. I I guess when I took him to Kansas City, I broke him. I don't know what happened. No, we we expect to have young Mr. Shannon back next week. And uh, uh, I spoke spoke to him this week. And, you know, (laughs) I can't speak for others on this broadcast, but I certainly spoke to him this week. And uh, I believe he'll be back joining us again. And uh, you you may have damaged him slightly. I will not not (laughs) debate that issue. That's, uh, <laughs> but you know, there's only one way to make everybody feel better, Bill, and you know what there that is. is. There is, there most certainly is. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch brought to you by Pete and Tony's down by the highway. Over close the week at 43.71, down a dollar 39. Lyft actually made money. Close the week at 10.85, up 53 cents. Tesla closed the week at 242.62, down 11.21. 
Thanks for screwing up Twitter. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Join us at Pete and Tony's. So that takes care of that. I have something I'd like to talk about here, ever so briefly. Uh, today is today is August 13th, 2023. It was 10 years ago today that I had my, my little medical incident. I, I, I've talked about my heart attack on this show many, many, many times. We won't go into the details again. Your but myocardial infarction? You watch your language on this show, sir. <laughs> that, that gets you a... It just sounds dirty, doesn't it? it just, it's all, all medical terms. It just, it just <laughs> sounds like you should get slapped by your teacher. You know, uh-huh. hey, Miss Appletree, here's your myocardial infarction. What? Yeah, well, so, if you say it with a jersey or a New York accent, uh, you're going to get in trouble for hey, it. You get in trouble for pretty much anything at that point. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, early in the morning of, of uh, August 13th, 2013, things happened. Uh, I want to, as always, uh, eternally grateful. To the fine folks at uh, the Broward Medical Center, formerly known as Broward General Hospital, the uh, the unsung folks and folks unknown to me to this day, I still don't know their name. That uh, thanks to them, I'm able to sit here today and do this. Now, whether you want to uh, give them praise or take it out on them or blame them for, I think we should take it out on them, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> many many people I know that I I know and knew back in the in the day, rue the opportunity I had to come and and kick the plug out of the wall. That's it. <laughs> oh, he didn't have a DNR. He does now. He does now. <laughs> but anyway, once again, thanks to all those fine folks that helped me get get through that. And uh, it it's I'm living proof that you can go through a major event like that. And come out the other side a bigger, fatter slob than you were going in. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> so, uh, so here we are. We've made our confessions for the day. Hi, Fidelis. Yeah, uh, welcome to Catholic yeah, Church hi, Radio. Fidelity. <laughs> welcome to Catholic Church Radio. Yeah, sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> bless me, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I, I I don't want to sound like a George Carlin routine, but but he's right on the money about that. Being an Irish Catholic kid from Manhattan, I I, I identify with all that, and that's what you did. You went in, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I lied, I cursed, I you know, blah blah blah. Three Hail Marys, four Our Fathers. You know, we didn't get the uh, the really big penance. Not that I no, remember. Got to go I'm, carry a rock around Staten yeah, Island yeah, for yeah, three days. Yeah, through the Stations of the Cross, and, uh-huh. and if you're not familiar with the Stations of the Cross, that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. That's when you got hammered at confession. Oh, we man. got those. Oh man! In my local church now, <laughs> we uh, as a family we we sponsored one of the Stations of the Cross, and uh, my mother's. <laughs> I mean, it's there. I can walk right. I know exactly where it is, and you know, blah blah blah. It's, but yeah. Anyway, let's uh, something very well. Let let let's get this out of the way before we do anything else. I do have a particular one I want to talk about. Uh, 
how long, Bill, do you think it'll be in minutes before Trump shoots his mouth off and is in jail? Yeah, what time is it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He can't do it. He cannot do it. And, and that's the best way to get him to screw up anything is tell him you can't do that. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the wet paint sign you put there. Everybody's going to touch it. <laughs> do not open. You know? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's, uh, he already did a, a rant on, uh, on what's her name down in Fulton County, Georgia. Fannie Willis. Oh, yeah. He called her a racist. Yeah. He said she was a racist. Right. So the Why? Best... Because she's prosecuting you? Right. The best way to prove your innocence is to threaten uh, the state's prosecutor, yeah. her family, the president of the United States. And yeah, that'll prove you're innocent. And, and the jury pool. Yeah. <laughs> Just threaten everybody. That's... Uh... It was interesting. They, they were in court... Boy, you really do need a scorecard to keep keep track of all this. Ain't that the truth? Uh, they went to court on Friday, uh, and basically the judge told them, you know, enough is enough. Uh, boy, I had a point. That was shut up, I, you face! Shut up, you face! Just, just, <laughs> which of course, like you said, the point you made. He he's not going to. Uh, but what was funny was that earlier in the week she had said, "Okay, to both sides, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, pick a you know pick a day." We'll so Jack Here, pick a card. Jack <laughs> Jack Smith says Wednesday or Thursday. You know, uh, uh-huh. Trump's side says we'll take uh, Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday's better of the following week. No, that's not your options. We'll see you on Friday. It wasn't one of the options. But she didn't wait. She didn't give them a chance. She is playing hardball. Yeah. This is not, this is not what he's accustomed to, you know. Well, I mean, he's accustomed to, you know, a little pat on the ass and get on out of here. Yeah. 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 He is. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, when when Fulton County does their thing, because their sheriff or or the who's ever in charge of PD there, and I apologize for for not remembering it, he said in no uncertain term, terms, we fingerprint and mugshot everybody. So I can't wait to see Trump's mugshot. Do we need a picture of him? Of course we don't. We all know what he. We need one with the numbers underneath we need it. One with the numbers, we need one. <laughs> and actually i think that's his cholesterol so yeah. who knows and, and actually we need a separate one for the ferret on his head yeah no kidding this is the picture i want a year after he goes to prison i said this last week no no hair products nothing like that nobody to come in and you know and whip that hair into uh <laughs> and into shape and and all that so speaking of Trump and his and his loony brigade, uh, last year, if you remember, there was a bunch of uh, who were they called? The Patriot Front. They were in oh, Iowa. Stormtroopers. The, the they were in Idaho, and thirty one members of this white nationalist group were arrested in Coeur d'Alene, 
uh, they went to make their, their presence known during a pride event. Uh, these are the guys that were in the back of the U-Haul truck. Yeah. Uh, they they were reportedly on en route to the Pride in the Park event equipped with riot gear, smoke grenades, and paperwork that resembled an operations plan. Well, they all got arrested and all that. Now let's flash forward to, to this week, August 10th. Uh, Idaho's largest newspaper, the... Uh, humiliated Trump's patriot front white supremacist in a devastating op-ed after they all filed a lawsuit complaining that, get ready for this, they've lost their jobs and been shunned by their families after their identities were exposed in public. Oh, (laughs) no! Horriblessness, just horriblessness. Yeah, so so the op-ed says in part... And I quote, what they're really upset about is suffering the consequences of their abhorrent views, views that they feel so strongly about they don't want anybody to know about it. (laughs) The plaintiffs say they were fired from their jobs, have been threatened at their homes, and have had their tires slashed, among other things. It continues on. Actions have consequences. It's a warped view of freedom of, of expression when Patriot Front members attempt to completely conceal their ownership of said expression. Hiding behind anonymity has become the all-too-common feature of white nationalists and extremist trolls who lurk in the shadows of social media. Uh, anyway, the order editorial ends with, if Patriot Front members believe that they are right and just, why not attach their names to their beliefs and, and putrid goals? Otherwise, they're just behaving in a cowardly fashion, hiding behind ridiculous masks, fake, fake social media accounts, and in the darkness of the back of a U-Haul truck. That's the Idaho statesman, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and, and my, I, my favorite quote from F. Murray Abraham from An Innocent Man. Ain't life a mother effer. Yep. And and to the Idaho statesman. Yes, yes. If if you are that big. I mean, and it's true. You see them, uh, all these different groups, and they're out there. And they're you wearing, lost your job because you're a Nazi? Oh, yeah, yeah, shocking. But you're wearing a mask and, you know, uh-huh. you're hiding your identity. What? Speak up. Take the mask you're off. Not man. I'm Batman. <laughs> let you know. Let 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 your racist flag fly, man. Let it. Yes. Let it be. I have yet to understand that. You know. Hey. You know. Let it. Let it. Uh. But it's good that they're suing, and they want. They want. Uh, you know. Where are you going to find it? I'd be sad. I know. If, I'd be sad they, if they if they did find a judge too. Most people get due process. They get doo-doo process. Doo-doo process. There you go. That I like was, that. Okay. I like that. That was, uh, you'll, you'll get a, you'll, you'll, you'll get a little. You, you get a, I'll, I'll be looking for the check in the mail. Thank you very you, much. You keep looking right, right along with my garment rack. <laughs> right along with my garment rack. But, uh, mm-hmm. I pulled something else off the internet. Uh, you don't want to know. But then there was this thing. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite little memes, and you don't need the pictures, too. Uh, this would be... 
like an HR department <laughs> talking talking to somebody. So let me get okay. this straight. See if this applies to anybody you know. Excuse me. Let me get this straight. You were fired. You refused to leave. Called all your friends to come and vandalize the workplace. Then you stole a ton of classified sensitive stuff on the way out the office. You got caught, and now you're reapplying for the job. That sound like anybody you know? <laughs> and you want preferential treatment and for the job. Of course you do, because why wouldn't you? Because exactly. why why wouldn't you? And uh well, that's that's all the prepared stuff I have. That's that that takes care now of we're just winging it. Now we're just winging it. That's uh uh <clears throat> excuse me, I gotta apologize. My my nose is a little stuffed up. I don't know why. Good news on my part, for me, the uh, the uh, Writers Guild of America were supposed to re-enter talks uh, on Friday, I believe. I don't know. I haven't. But they checked. couldn't read the sign above the door. <laughs> I'm sorry, <sighs> John. Please get back. Please. I'll be here all week. <laughs> That's what scares me. Con- Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. It concerns me greatly. <laughs> but it appears the, the, they're going back to talks, and hopefully, hopefully, as much as I've been enjoying my time off, uh, I'd like to start getting paid again. So That's it. Unky Ed needs a job. Unky Ed needs to go back to work <laughs> and pretty darn soon. It's, uh, we're, we're okay, but it's, even I, I am bored to tears right now. Now you know what it's going to be like when you're retired. I already know. I already knew. There you go. It should have just been like a little hoop-de-doo for you. Remember, going back to my anniversary now, I was. Oh, that's true. I was (laughs) like three, three and a half months of recovery. That got old. The lockdown, I was out of work for seven months and really got old. Boy, did that get old. And I, and I was living in a much smaller apartment at the time, too. And I mean, I got outside and all that, but uh, it's I, I'm ready. What are you doing, ASMR? Wow. <laughs> I've been retired since January 1st, 2019. How's that working out for you? It's not. It's not. People keep asking me, when's your wife going to retire? I say, never! (laughs) (laughs) What? You two don't want to share wedded bliss 24 hours a day? (laughs) Been there, done that. I had some ladies that were bowling with me last Wednesday, little old ladies. You go, well, how long have you been married? I said, 40 years. 40 years? I go, yeah, it's been two of the best years of my life. Don't you don't you get a medal for that or a gold watch or I I should get something, a parade, something. <laughs> well you know what they say. I'd have gotten out of prison by now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be let me out of jail right about now. I think that's the twenty fifth anniversary. But um so what else is on your mind today, Bill? What I don't know, I'm trying to think. My mind escapes me every now and then. It gets loose. I got to track it down. Did you see in the news, uh happened here in New York last week, 
there was this giant riot, some social media rapper or some, I don't even know the, the person's name. And they were going to give, he was going to do some free giveaway. Oh, yes. I was going to ask you about that. And it, <laughs> and it turned into literally a riot. A riot. I'm like, holy smokes, I'm watching. Well, what was he doing like this in the middle of Times Square or something or another? Uh, Kind of, kind of. Oh, oh, wait a minute. That was the other thing. Uh, Forget him. Forget him. Uh, He went to jail. A couple other people went to jail uh, because everybody's got a video of themselves now. Yeah. Let me provide you the evidence. Yes, you morons. Wait a minute. Let's... Here's here's my buddy Ron and Moron. <laughs> Forget all that. Montgomery, Alabama. What happened in Monkey Wards? Uh the uh along the dock. Oh dear lord, was that not the dumbest damn thing on the planet? I the the four the fort stupid... in my small town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, suppose if you're not familiar with it, there's a in Montgomery along along there. I guess it's the river. There's a riverboat, a little tourist riverboat that goes out a couple times a day, and they needed to dock at their dock. Well, some some goon in a pontoon boat, some redneck goon and his family and friends was docked. Wouldn't move their boat for 45 minutes. They were asked to move the boat. There was no tying up there or anything like that. And they were just like, no. Finally, the co-captain of the Harriet Two went over to speak to them. And one of the rednecks just came running at him and just hauled off and hit well, him. Well, we do need to preface this with one major thing you're missing here. The co-pilot just happened to be black. Oh yeah, what that part co- too. What a coincidence! Oh yeah. Now here, that which is what I always thought. Okay, we're in Monk, we're in Alabama. You're going to send a black man in charge to tell these white rednecks to move their boat? Well, <laughs> well, actually, somebody panned the crowd later on, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So, so now the gen, uh, the the co-captain. He gets uh, basically sly-wrapped. Guy comes up at it almost nowhere. And it's clear who does it. There is no ambiguity about it. Oh, there's no doubt. And then the guy, and I didn't know this at the time, and maybe I misread it, but the guy then throws, uh, the co-captain throws his hat in the air, which apparently, I'm being told, was a signal for help. Huh, That's what I read. I could be wrong about that. It would make sense. Now the next thing you know, people of color start showing up from all over the place. Yes, they did. And it was clearly, <laughs> clearly along. There was one white guy, security guard, and they were trying, trying to help. But, you know, as, the more I watched that, I said, boy, as much as I would have wanted to get in there and help, uh, my my uniform of the day, meaning my white skin. Yes, exactly. Uh, You'd have gotten in trouble regardless. I, I'd have, I'd have gotten beat up for no for and look, that was clearly along racial lines. There's no question about it. Oh, there was no doubt. I, and you know, and 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 I'm <laughs> I'm sitting on TV cheering for the black guys. Sure. Get him! Get him! <laughs> 
Look yeah. at him! <laughs> and of course, everybody's favorite is he's being called Blackwoman now. Yes! One guy jumped off, he jumped off the boat and swam to the dock and, and, and got in there. At one point, one of the angles that I saw, and you know, as time went on, you see more and more videos. Somebody that was standing on a ramp there turns around and looks at the, you know, on land, I guess the little park, little pavilion, whatever it is. And he and he uses the N-word. He says, what are they thinking? There's nothing but N-words around here. And you see, all you can oh, see is black faces. Oh. And look, I, I firmly feel now Bernie Sanders was right all along. Bring a folding chair. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, I, we're, we're making a joke about it because it's so stupid in it the first ridiculous. place. Ridiculous. I just got... Why is all of this stuff always have to escalate into race? I mean, can't you just, you know, no, can never happen. Well, uh-uh. when you've when you've got four drunk white dudes beaten up on a person of color simply for doing his job. And remind oh, you, well, and a reminder, yes. they have been defiant for 45 minutes. I ain't moving my boat. Yeah. He, well, the problem was he tried to untie the boat. Oh, and did he? Well, you done touched my boat, boy. Oh, I, I hadn't heard that yes. part. He, no, he tries to untie the boat, and oh, that's when the melee started. Well, and uh, well, none of the white folks got out of there without a good, solid beating of some varying no, levels. I, and I think, now get me wrong, but I thought there was a lady that was standing there at one point that just whack! <laughs> boy, she went down like Joe Frazier. One of them went in the water. <laughs> Oh, women, did they? Now that one I didn't see. Yeah, one of the women went in the water. The other one got whacked with the chair. You know, which I thought and was all little... I could hear was Levon Little. Where the white women? <laughs> Please, let's not invoke uh, Blazing Saddles here. It's, uh... <laughs> you, you can for almost anything. Well, that's you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So anyway, as, as we've discussed here multiple times on this show, thank goodness that uh, white men are, our reign is ending. ending. People like Bill and we I. Had we, a, we had a good run. Well, you we had a great run. A, you know, it was <laughs> coming to an end. And fortunately for us, we're, we're on the downside anyway. We're that's heading out it. the door regardless. So the timing couldn't be better for us, you know, uh, <laughs> Look, it was it was good to be a white guy for a while. Now, hmm, I mean, you know, not so much. Now I got to apologize for <laughs> now it. I got to apologize. <laughs> it it is embarrassing at times. Oh, hey, you know, yes, you are a hundred percent right. You look, see some look, of this stuff, we, and you're just plainly embarrassed. Yeah, let let's face it. We, again, all kidding aside, it's not like we've had it tougher. We have no idea what other people have to go through to benefit white guys. And yeah. specifically white men. Uh, white women have had to, women, period, have had to put up with our nonsense. Okay. So, you know, look, again, we've had a great run. It was it was nice. It was cool. It was, you know, I, I we will never know how easy our lives have been, relatively speaking. No, because you, you don't know any different. And, that, and that's sometimes where I feel kind of bad about that is... I'm I'm sorry, dude. I just I never thought about it. I don't mean to make it 
sound like you know i'm insensitive but i just never thought about it that way yeah but then again we also have basic common sense and common courtesy most of us do most of us do and you know to i mean i i stepping out stepping out of my body for a moment watching all that especially initially oh i was so happy to watch these these dumb crackers get their asses whooped. thank you thank you ed you know it's like what did this what what just you know you know you're not supposed to be there and as i found out more as i learned more about what was going on you know you're not supposed to be there you you shouldn't be there period to begin with i mean unless you have an emergency and need to tie up there that's a that's a dock that is bought and paid for and maintained by the riverboat company Clearly, mm-hmm. signs marked, no docking. Look, if you had an emergency, somebody was hurt or sick, fine. You know, you need to get them off the boat. Fine, that's one thing. But to spend 45 minutes there and define... Oh, it's, like no, it's like a no parking sign in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, don't <laughs> laugh. Those no parking signs don't work anywhere. I, oh. I On a side note, back in the day in, in my cab... There were certain nightclubs that you would work simply to get the people going to pick up their their cars. I didn't see the sign. You were parked right under Right under it. On more than one occasion, I heard people say, I saw the sign. I didn't think they meant it. Yeah. Oh, that's... Have you ever watched the show Parking Wars? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's... You just die laughing with some of these morons. Yeah. Yeah. No, are you honestly that... You know, the sign, no standing. I, well, I thought, I'm not standing, I'm parking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well that, that goes along with one of my other favorites, and this is uh, covers a lot of territory. I'll only be a minute. Yeah, but it doesn't say no parking unless you're only going to be a minute. Unless you're only here for a minute, yeah. You know. Uh, one minute parking only. Yeah, and, you know, it, it makes no sense. I've had that discussion with people you know but i'm just running inside so what it says you can't park you can't be here just move the yeah. the other thing i used to love when we would take these nightclub people over to where the tow impound was show of hands if you think the tow, the tow yard was in the best neighborhood in town Bestest, safest oh, neighborhood. Oh, oh no! Let me tell no. you what kind of neighborhood it was. The taxi company was right next door. Oh, well, so you knew it was a they terrible neighborhood. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> so what I learned, you know, first off, I'd get accused, and all the cab drivers. Oh, you guys are in on it. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie. I know you're gonna need a ride over to your car. Well, you're. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, you can walk in. <laughs> you can walk through the neighborhood. What I used to do with some of the uh, bigger, dopier white guys. <laughs> I'm going to get over there and I'm going to kick their blah, blah. I'm not paying. Look, pal, do yourself. First off, you're not getting close to anybody. They have bulletproof glass. You're going to talk to somebody through a window. And you ain't getting close to your car until it's paid for. Second of all, get it out of your system now. Exactly. Here in the cab, get it out of your system. I'll sit here and listen to you on the ride over. I don't care. 
But get it out of your system now. Because when you're standing over there, in the and let me tell you, a couple of these places, I didn't want to sit there with... I would lock the doors as soon as everybody was out. There was a, <laughs> a couple once. There was a group of four people. So they get out of the cab and I bang, bang, bang. <clears throat> I locked the doors. I had my, my dri- <laughs> I had my driver's window open. The one girl looks around and says, the camp driver just locked all his doors. Get the car, Michael. Get the car. Get the... <laughs> run run now for the nicer people i would offer to hang out for a minute in case they couldn't get their car but the point of this is it says no parking because they would park in condo parking lots next to these clubs and you know no parking you or can't. i i thought that meant for across the street again yeah, that's why the sign's right here again <laughs> They would flat out admit, I saw the sign. I didn't think they meant it. That's an yeah. actual statement from more than one human being. I didn't think they didn't meant think it. they meant it. So what do you think? This is some elaborate prank? Of course it is. Then you I, see the ones where the moron pulls the sign out of the ground. Oh, oh about now? Still, well, you know, hey. Still counts. <laughs> still counts. Hey, but, first. You know, but anyway, so yeah, so four people got uh, arrested. One of them turned themselves in, the uh, the, the woman. They uh, and I, I I hope there are lawsuits aplenty. And Me I, too. And I hope there there is almost never ending nonsense for the rest of their lives, just because. Well, you can't tell me. Look, you don't want to abide by the laws? Go find an island in the South Pacific somewhere. Mm-hmm. I hear Maui's Make your own rules. I shouldn't have said that. And and we are our deepest sympathies to the folks out in Maui. You know, I never thought that the Hawaiian Islands would be decimated by a wildfire. Yeah. I always thought it'd be volcanoes. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, how how ironic is it you know excuse me yeah but i kept i kept thinking all the time that these these people were well we had to run into the ocean well it's it's i wouldn't even have thunk twice about that well it's the safest place to be well you you don't expect without some kind of warning and I, I there's apparently the warning sirens didn't go off I don't know why yet I'm not going to speculate he got burnt up in the they fire could very well have been burnt up in the <laughs> fire you know there was very little communication and uh, you know there's a lot there's a lot that still has to be uh, but I look you live on an island. You live in a beautiful place. It's unfortunate that all this happened. I'm sure everybody has seen the the aerial photographs and the before and after. Oh, it, it, it's just it's just horrific. It's just horrific. Look, I've I've seen the aftermath of hurricanes up close and personal, and you know to see that kind of devastation. Never never experienced it myself. I've never lost anything. Uh, due to a hurricane or a tropical storm or anything like that. I've been very fortunate in my life. Uh, I can't imagine. Imagine running for your life with the clothes on your back. 
you know, and when everything is and sudden, the fires were coming faster than you can run. Right, right. There was video the other day of folks driving their way out, and there was a woman lying on the ground. They couldn't stop to help. I I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to. I, I'm sure the fire was raging behind them. I I don't know, but imagine having to make that decision. Uh, exactly. Well, if I stop and get you, we're all dead. Exactly. Exactly. So there's there's a heartbreaking decision. Many people still no missing. Many people still missing out there. So, you know, look, if you, if you happen to be listening and you're you're on, on Maui or you know somebody, make no mistake, our our hearts go out to you and if any, if you can help, by all means, contact the Unfortunately, the 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 how they're going to identify the people that are still missing is through DNA. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah. Well, I I th- I think you're going to f- I don't know. I don't know, but I imagine some people that are missing are going to be found uh they probably died of asphyxiation uh as, you know, I I don't know. I I just don't know. I want it I want it to all be better for them. I want them to snap their fingers. Well, that's I, it. Let's wave the magic wand. I want it to be 10 you know, years from now and and uh, the lush, everything is lush again, and everything is rebuilt better than before. Uh, that's the only upside to this is to rebuild better. And I'm going to say something that uh, it's going to sound really stupid until you understand it. Uh, there have been tons of wildfires down here in Texas. I had a buddy that almost had his house burnt up because of it. And the countryside grows back better yeah grows back greener and lesser i don't know how that works i guess all the nitrogen goes back into the 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 earth and whatnot but they it almost grows back better yeah well you you also don't have um as much human activity around well that's for certain because nothing screws up nature like like us like us (laughs) you know and uh so again, our our hearts and hearts and minds go out to the folks out there in Maui. I made a a joke in poor taste a few minutes ago. I will accept my cards and letters, as you should, as I should, as I should. Uh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I'm I'm just heartbroken. Oh, we're gonna get to this in birthdays, but this is on a completely different. Because it just popped into my head, so I was watching highlights. Uh, the Yankees were playing the Florida, the Miami Marlins down in down in Miami. I say, don't roll your eyes. <laughs> this is this is about the Marlins. They were wearing throwback. Oh. They're wearing throwback uniforms. From <laughs> what? From ten years ago? No, from ninety ninety three when they started. Throwback uniforms. Give me a break. Ninety three was thirty years ago. I understand that, but some of these throwback uniforms go back 40, 50, 60 years. I understand that, and some of them don't go back that far either. No, no, that's true. Some of them don't go back. Look, uh, I I think they're getting... You want to talk about uniforms? Jeez, these City Connect things that are worse than softball uniforms. Look, I'm a big fan of white at home, gray on the road. Yep. 
any kind of dark top. The only people who have ever pulled this off was the Oakland A's with the green tops. Anything else to me looks like a softball game. I don't like it. I do not like it for any team. Getting back to the Marlins, so so they wear their uh, the the uniforms they wore the first couple of years, and I got I have I have a replica shirt. Marlins. It was custom. It was a little birthday present. It's got my name on the back and my number. Uh, I love that shirt. Someday I hope to be able to fit into it again. Damn, wash. They shrunk it. <laughs> just hanging there. It shrunk just hanging yeah, there. It shrunk just hanging there. But the only thing I didn't like when the Marlins first started was their caps, the, the teal caps. I never particularly cared for them. About the third year, they went to the black caps, which I think is, for them, much better color. So this week, I'm going to preview birthdays here. The late Carl Barger was president or GM. Was he president or GM of the Marlins? Uh, unfortunately, he passed away just weeks before they played their their very first game. Oh bummer! Yeah, and uh, so I was at the I was at the very first Marlins game, and to this day, well, not to this day, as I found out. So they made a whole big thing on opening day, very first game in the franchise's history. We played the Dodgers. We beat them five to three. Charlie Huff, <clears> the <throat> knuckleballer, was on the mound. It was beautiful. Uh, it was a while ago. It was a very long matter. It, it was so great because uh, the first pitch was a strike. Place went crazy and it thought we'd have won the World Series. <laughs> stop right there. We're good. We'll just stop right here. We'll fat, stop right here. Fat Tommy Lasorda was there. Uh, but anyway, so Carl Barga, who was born uh, August 18th, 1930, would have been really old. Um <laughs> His favorite player was Joe DiMaggio. Okay. So the Marlins, before they ever played a game, ever threw a ball officially, retired number five (laughs) for Carl Barger. (laughs) Now, I mean, we were all like, okay, that's nice. That's sweet. And I mean, he was instrumental in putting the team together. Of course. And, and all that good stuff, but it just seemed like... I was reading about this, catching up on some stuff during the week, and it turned out the Marlins actually unretired that number five. Oh, no. Gave it to some, <laughs> some no-name player who I can't even remember their name some years back. Oh, sure. You're going to give it to some hack? That's the, not the, good. The Marlins had only retired two numbers, that number five and, of course, number 42, because everybody did that. Jackie Robinson. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Never mind. Yeah, I'm trying I, to think in my mind. Yeah, no. If, if you're not familiar, some years back, uh, Major League <clears> Baseball, <throat> in honor of Jackie Robinson, retired number 42 for every team. At the time, if a player was wearing 42, they could continue to wear they, it. Yeah, they could continue to wear it. Um, uh, the, the most famous and then on Jackie Robinson Day, everybody wears every, 42. The most, the most famous example of that was Mariano Rivera with the Yankees. 
he was number 42, wore that until until he retired. Yes, on uh, Jackie Robinson Day, everybody wears number 42, no names on, on their jerseys. So good luck with that, kids. Uh, you might as well have no names, no numbers. You know, I get it. It's it, but anyway. So Carl Barga, yeah, had his number retired. Then they unretired. He didn't have his number retired. He had the number of a player he liked from a different, not only a different team, a different era. Uh, not like there's not precedence for it. Number nine for the Yankees has been retired twice for players. Uh huh. It was retired first, and then it was given to somebody else, and it was retired after he played. You sure you're thinking of nine or eight? Nope, nine. Was Bill Dickey and Yogi Berra. No, that's number eight. Well, either I, way. I promise you it's number eight. Yeah, now that you mentioned it. You're right you're about... Right, you're, Roger Maris was number nine. I'm right. sorry. You're right about the names, but it was... Smart. Yeah, but it was... it was, And I couldn't... I've never un, to this day understood how... No, no, unretire no. Unretire a number and give it to somebody did, that goes into the Hall of Fame, too. They didn't unretire it. They had both worn it. And by the time they retired... Had they not retired Bill Dickey's number before Yogi started playing? No. Okay, well, then that makes a little more sense. No. No. And uh, if, uh, by the way, if you ever want to wear a single digit with the New York Yankees... (laughs) It's not happening. You you best get a time machine. Because Mm -hmm. it it ain't happening. Well, and I've brought this up before with, with the numbers on that. Why did Babe Ruth wear number three and Lou Gehrig wore number four? I know the answer to this because when numbers were introduced, they were just given the numbers of their positions. Uh, well, the the number in the batting order. Oh, okay, in the batting order. Yeah. Because, yep. uh, uh, let's see, I can't remember. I think it was Walter Koenig was number one. Tony Lazari was number two. Ruth was three. Gehrig was four. And so on and so forth. So on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. there was, you know, Ruth Ruth and them, they started playing when there were no identifying numbers. No numbers, yeah. Uh, and so there wasn't, nobody thought about retiring numbers or the significance no. of, you know, look, David, uh, what's his name? The big fat goo. Oh, Roger Clemens, when he played for the Yankees. Big fat tub of goo. He he couldn't get number three, so he wore thirty-three. Because you know, I just remember all you players out there. Babe, Babe Ruth did all that, drunk and eating hot dogs and smoking. Yeah, and now you you guys are in athletic shape in the peak of your, and you can't hit a curveball. John Cruck of the Philadelphia Phillies, best one of the best yes. lines ever. I'm not an athlete. I'm a ball player. I'm a ball player. <laughs> Now there was there was a guy that oh man I I've heard stories about Cruck you know this his, oh the best one though was in the All Star game when he came up and Randy Johnson was pitching uh-huh. he threw the ball over Cruck's head Cruck said I'm done he, he turned his helmet around went and stood in the other batter's box like hey I, I'm not doing this <laughs> uh, anyway that covers oh we got a lot we got some very interesting ones for birthday too but anyway that's that's your florida marlins uh slash miami marlins a bit of history i've only been to that stadium once the new uh, marlins park or i don't even know what they're calling it now it was nice it was nice it wasn't 
at the time, it had only been open a year or two, and they had this monstrosity out in center field, this home run thing. It was Big like sciences hit it here. Oh, if only, <laughs> if only it was this monstrosity with things that popped out. It, it was horrible. It would. This wasn't Chiefs, you know, Nakahoma. This wasn't the guy in Milwaukee sliding down the it slide. Slides down, yeah. You know, into the beer. This wasn't even the Mets with their big apple coming out of the big old hat. <laughs> it was nothing. It was horrendous. And I watched games on TV. I hated it. I finally went to the ball game. Hated it even more. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had I, that. That was quite a day. The first, the first Marlins game. We uh, we got seats. We were three rows from the top of the stadium <laughs> in, in what is now called uh, Hard Rock Stadium, formerly Joe Robbie Stadium. And uh, it was it was kind of amusing during the Carl Barger part of the opening ceremonies. My buddy Pete says, uh, "Yeah, whoever's we're about as close to Carl Barger as anybody's going to get right now." <laughs> Everything was uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just had it in my head. Uh, not ceremonial. Uh, Everything had the opening day, inaugural season. Everything was worth something. Everything had, get your inaugural pizza. Get your, you know, picking up trash. You bought the first beer. Yeah, the first <laughs> beer. Who, you know, who, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it. Here's how unprepared they were. So they did a nice touch, and they put a manually operated scoreboard out there. Okay. Which was nice. It was teal colored. It was, mm -hmm. but in the at the end, the tallies, the runs, hits, errors. They started the game with them blank, not zeros. There was nothing up there. Just okay. nothing. It took them till the uh, uh, end of the top of the first for somebody. Oh, we got to put. And they finally put all the zeros up and, you know. I well, guess that's it, the old story about the guy at, at Fenway Park. Everybody was wondering what was going on. No scores or anything being posted. They go back there and the guy's drunk off his head. Oh, well, yeah, no. <laughs> no. This wasn't anything that that charming. They just apparently didn't know to do it. it was, I, I forgot. Yeah, somebody forgot. Somebody. I mean, it was a nice touch. They were trying to. They were trying to turn a football stadium into a baseball. You know, to have that feel, it was tough. I mean, I watched a lot of game, a lot of uh, baseball games in that stadium, and the seats were oriented for football. Yep, and you're sitting there with your head twisted. Looking yeah, at yeah. I think mean, so. Yeah, I understand that. They took a chunk out of what would eventually be left field, and they could retract those seats for baseball and uh you know look they it, it wasn't a horrible place to go to go to a game uh but we had baseball so so we, you know we we were happy that about was the, the deal matter of fact they had to push a uh a Miami Dolphins game 
when the Marlins were playing the Indians in the World Series, uh, it went to Game 7 on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, happened a few times in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I forget what... Now I'm trying to remember the situation. The Dolphins... They were supposed to. No, the Dolphins were supposed to play Monday night, and then it went to Game Seven because of rainouts and all that. It got. I forget where the Dolphins had to wind up playing that game. It wouldn't be the first time that they didn't play where they were supposed to play. <laughs> it happened to them a few years, a few years back, and they were supposed to play in San Diego. They had wildfires, so they moved the game to to Phoenix. You know, free tickets for everybody. Pahonix. Hmm? Pahonix, that's right, Pahonix. Pahonix. Pahoeinix. Well, the one that, that I really liked was was uh, the one we had some tickets to the Vikings game when they were in the Metrodome. But he said, well, how good were your seats? <laughs> I got Teflon burns on the top of my head from scratching the roof. <laughs> I saw a game there. It was pleasant. It was good for football, but boy, for a baseball game, it was like a tomb. I can imagine. Baseball needs to be outdoors. Yeah, well, and I mean, even at that stadium, I, my wife and I went to go watch the Gophers play, okay. University of Minnesota play a game one day. Like at 11, Oh, no, the Twins were playing at 11 o'clock because the Gophers had an afternoon game. So, so we thought we'd stick around and watch what they were doing, transferring the 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 metrodome from baseball stadium to a football stadium was actually kind of cool they lowered the mound down and put the thing over yeah. in the room and the guy comes up goes you're gonna have to leave now yeah we don't want you to see any of this stuff yeah you can't see any of this well here here's something you will know and will be of interest to almost nobody else speaking <laughs> speaking of the gophers and that's the golden gophers that's the university of minnesota that's right golden gophers Anyway, I stayed at a hotel on the university property. Did you now? Yeah, there was a hotel. It was just almost a straight shot to the stadium, too. Mm-hmm. This was forever ago. This is almost almost 30 years ago. 30 years ago. This was 1994 in the big uh, schmooze across America expedition that my buddy and I took. Uh, the only planned item we had was watching the Dolphins play the uh, the Vikings at the Metrodome. My, the first and only time... No, 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 that's not true now. It was the first time I was at an indoor stadium. The only other time was when I was at Marlins Park, but the roof was open. Yeah. I mean, it's the same one. I mean, I understand it in places that it rains like you know crazy all the time. You need a retractable roof. No, it so makes you can get the you can get the games in. Yeah, no, it makes. I have no problem with the retractable roof stadium. You know, uh, and pretty much everywhere the the rule is once this if the game begins with the roof open, and then it has to be closed, yeah, it remains closed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Once it's closed, it's closed. That's you know, there's no monkeying around with that. But I mean, look, I I get I remember reading once about folks in Minneapolis, how much they would want to watch baseball outdoors after being cooped up all winter. You know. Because I know your summer and springs are much nicer than what we have, you know, 
for the most part. And for the and, most part, I'm not saying you don't get you know, heat. There are only two seasons in Minnesota. You had winter and road construction. Well, <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> you've got those harsh winters that you know really beat the living daylights out of uh, out of out of everything. Again, I haven't been there in the winter. The coldest I've seen is September, the end of September, and that was cold enough for me. I watched the temperature mm-hmm. drop thirty degrees. Uh, went into. I mean, you you when I was living up there, my God, it's been been ten below zero for a week. It gets up to twenty degrees, and you're opening the windows at the house. It's <laughs> it's like I say, weather is very relative. It yes, doesn't. It, it doesn't matter where you begin. If you take a forty degree drop, you're gonna feel. People used to give us a hard time down in South Florida because you go to bed. It was seventy five degrees. Cold front would come in. You wake up and it's forty four. Mm. Oh, that's not cold. It's not cold for Minnesota in February. No, it's not. It's all relative, but. The way I would explain it to folks, okay, let, let's say you're, you're in New York or wherever godforsaken place you're 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 from, that you think you're better than everybody else. Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> in February, you uh, you you wake up and it's forty degrees outside. Well, you think it's it's jogging it's weather. Springtime. It's springtime. Let's go out and have a good old time. You're in your shorts and your T-shirt. Now, let's move ahead six months in the calendar, and it's August. And you wake up, and it's 40 degrees. Oh, that's cold. How? What the hell? It's the same 40 (laughs) degrees. It's the same. That in February, you think is, you know, the human body acclimates very quickly. And again, you Mm -hmm. take a drop of 10, 20, 30 degrees. doesn't matter where you begin. And I, I have what's called the 50-degree rule. What's if that? If it's 50 degrees or warmer, I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's on you. We, I have guys that I work with, and, you know, it's, I think it's mainly because they're too fat. But they will, oh, I wear shorts until the first snowfall. <laughs> Thank you. Good. You know, I, I good, watched, good for you. I watched a guy on a job in sneakers and ankle, you know, very low socks. We were, we were running upstate New York. There was snow all over the place. It was cold. It was cold. I was like, I, I'm all bundled up. And he's like, nah, it don't bother me. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. How many toes have you lost to frostbite? Now, right you, ready, you, said you saw him the next year. He's missing three toes. Yeah, yeah. And jeez uh, Louise, you know, look. I'm uh, I'm I'm okay with colder weather. I bundled. I just got all my winter and fall coats back out of the dry cleaners, and uh, <laughs> I hadn't cleaned them in years, you know, since I've been here. So I figured, eh, let's you know, let's break them out. Yeah, let, let's. Well, no, they've all been hanging on my on my coat hook in my living room. So, oh, and look at that! <gasps> oh, great googly moogly! Great googly moogly is right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, that sound means we're going to take ourselves a little break here. Please join us after the break. We're just time. We'll see you on the other side.
T-F-I. You found Just Killing Time with John and Ed. I'm the hootinest, tootinest, shootinest, bobtail wildcat in the West. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. If you are watching live, the comment section is open. From a payphone, call collect. While I whip this out. It's a pleasure to be here because I was just in Las Vegas. So I need the money. I lost a lot of money. I really did. I mean, I get them back at the buffet, don't get me wrong. $9.95, all you can eat. We'll see who wins this friggin' handout, won't we? I do believe I have blackjack. I was at the prime rib counter going, hit me again. The buffet manager was horrified. You should have seen him. He looked like a deer caught in the headlights. Get the prime rib back in the kitchen. Finally, they just gave me my money back. Here's your thousand. Get out. They have a buffet in Las Vegas. It's called the Oz Buffet. It's the Wizard of Oz thing. And it's a buffet. You walk up and it's the Emerald City. And it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. I ran to it. Yeah, how did the woodshow, how did the doctor, how did the night? Step into the sun, step into the light. Fine ribs and pork chops and scampi. Oh, my. Fine ribs and pork chops and scampi. Oh, my. You know, I talk about buffets, not because I'm a big guy. No, I'm actually writing a book, Around the World in 80 Buffets. <laughs> and in my research, I found that there are some foods that shouldn't be all you can eat. Like Chinese food shouldn't be all you can eat because you get hungry again. I don't know what it is. They put something in it. They must. Because I order takeout, they're always real happy. Oh, he's going to be back. I give that big boy one hour. Because you do get hungry again. What is it, too? And you go from full to starving. There's nothing in between. You go from, oh, my God, I can't believe I ate all that chow mein. Hey, look, they brought egg rolls. So I went to this Chinese all-you-can-eat buffet, and while the owner, he got pissed. I mean, he was rude, though. He'd come out every hour. <laughs> Son of a bitch still here.
Look, he go again. He started screaming at me. You're going now. You're here for hour. Why you here for hour? Do not come here anymore. Why you have spare rib? You're so big. Eat vegetable. Eat broccoli. You're scared. Love Chinese food shouldn't be all you can eat. Now, Japanese food. For the book, I went to an all-you-can-eat sushi place. Mmm. <laughs> all the raw stuff I can eat, huh? It was $22.95. $22.95 for raw fish. $22.95, you throw this on the grill. $22.95, I can't eat a dollar's worth. I brought a seal. <laughs> I put them right under the table. Or, or, or. Another plate, please. Or, or. That seal ate buckets full. <laughs> the owner thought I was eating it all, though. Got yelled at again. <laughs> this guy scared me. He, he reminded me of Lord Toronaga from Shogun. Hey, yo! Big boy! Big boy, come here! You eat like free! You eat like free willy. visit Japan. You know, sumo wrestlers in Japan are icons. Oh, I don't think I could be a sumo. Oh, no, they're big. <laughs> no, they really, I mean, those guys are big. I look at them and go, oh, you've let yourself go. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Just Killing Time here on Radio TFI. I am Ed Van Ness. Good morning, kids and kittens. John Shannon will be back with us next week. And joining me to my immediate um, on the screen. Is it my left or my right? He's on my left, I believe, from... The one, the only, the talented... Reigning champion, Bill Fancher. Good morning, Bill. It's what I say. It's what you say. By the way, if you were watching the first hour, you must have snuck into either my house or Bill's house because I forgot to turn on the video cameras. Oh, we're, great. We're broadcasting googly. now. We're broadcasting now. In, uh, no wonder in, we didn't have an audience. That's not why we don't have an audience. Oh, that's not why. That's not why at all. No, 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 no. And we don't have time to go into why we don't have an audience. Uh, but how are you, Bill? Uh, I'm fine. I found the, I found the 
the key so we can wind up Johnny for next week. That's good, because because we're going to need it. We're going to need it. Uh, if you were watching during our little halftime show, the late, great John Bennett, one of, one of Bill's favorite bits. Uh, do it, Bill. Go ahead. Do it. You eat too much. You go home now. <laughs> we, we, we set that up just for you, my friend. Just for Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, well... If John were here, I know what we'd be doing right now. So I don't see that we have uh, much of an option. Much of an option here, if I can just find my my my, my buttons and what I need to do. It's it gets oh, a little different. Oh, don't ever lose your buttons. Oh, you have no idea. They they get all splattered Ooh. across the table here. You know, it's uh, I'm trying to do this all as one person. And uh, anyway, I'm gonna cue the band. I said I'm gonna cue the band. <laughs> Okay, Ed, before we get too far into it, don't forget your ding-ding-ding-dings between people. No, I will not. Matter of fact, let's get All one. Right. Let's make sure she's working. We had a little there technical had a little technical difficulty last week because I'm an yes, idiot. idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's why we had a little a little problem there so uh uh that's not what i wanted all right let's get going here uh today august 13th uh bobby clark he of nhl fame turns uh 73 today danny bonaduce from the partridge family come on get happy you drug-addled uh male hooker <laughs> 64 years old today Oh my God! One 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 of one of my favorite names ever. Former NFL quarterback turns fifty three today. Elvis Gerback. G R B A C. If you're not familiar, moving on to tomorrow. August, <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> August fourteenth, the great Steve Martin turns seventy eight years old. Really. Everything Steve Martin does is good, but I will say, and I've said this to you, Bill, if you have not seen Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, by all means, by okay, all means. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. They no. were offering a Paramount, or not Paramount Plus, a Disney, Disney. Plus, yeah. and a Hulu special. Yeah. So I got Disney Plus, and I don't have Hulu! All right, you have to download the Hulu app separately. And you should have got the ESPN bundle with it. Moving on. Uh, to tomorrow, Susan St. James turns 77. Forever 21, baby. Forever 21. That's always, there was a, a thing with uh, one of the comedians that he was a, you know, guy that did like Rich Little and stuff. And he goes, he was doing Henry Kissinger. What am I supposed to do? Take Jill St. John to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow, 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 Irvin Magic Johnson Jake! turns 64, my age. Wow. Well, now, here's one. Everybody, well, all you men out there, buckle yourself in. What's that say about us? Buckle in, hold on to something that's not you. Tomorrow, Halle Berry. 
Ooh, baby. 57 Ooh, years baby. old. I'm old? No, we won't even say that. That is a forever 25. Forever 25. Oh, I like that. Yes. All right. She's got her own category there. <laughs> easy. Easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw the proverbial bucket of water on that. Also, <laughs> yes, please. Also tomorrow, turning 36 years old, Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim wow. Tebow. Tim, I suck at every sport, Tebow. That was a 180 <laughs> real quick. Here, here's one for you and John. We're moving on to Tuesday, August 15th. Turning 73 years old on Tuesday, Tom Kelly. You want to explain who Tom Kelly is? It was the manager of the Minnesota Twins that's during right. their World Series runs. That's right. That's right. That was. And he never. Uh, you want a piece of me? Is that what he sounded like? I, I never. Oh, heard. TK. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Turning sixty-one on Tuesday is Bubby Brister, former NFL quarterback. I put him on there only so that I can use the mispronunciation. Name Bubby. Bubbly blisters. Uh, <laughs> turning 55 on Tuesday is the lovely, the talented Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing I from vaguely remembered Will and Grace. Under... Will and Grace. Huh? Will and oh, Grace. Okay. Uh, also turning 51, a guy who did have the opportunity to say, I am Batman. Ben Affleck turns 51. Affleck! Affleck, there you go. Uh, my cousin Dave turned 64 on, on Wednesday as well. We'll give him a little. Hey, Dave. Uh, August 16th, August 16th, which is Wednesday, I believe. Kathy Lee Gifford turned 70 years old. Wow. You may remember her from, uh, uh, she married, uh, the, 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 what's his name? Frank Gifford. Frank Gifford. She was uh, the Kathy Lee in Regis and Kathy Lee. And she also... Uh, started she killed out, Regis. She killed Regis. <laughs> Still no suspects in that case, by the no. way. No. <laughs> and she was the Carnival Cruise Lady back in the day. Yes, I'd forgotten about that, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Director James Cameron turned 69 years old. He of Titanic fame and Avatar fame and going down mm -hmm. to the bottom of the Marianne Trench fame. Uh, here's one for you now. Oh, I, I was a little premature there. Little, either that or you were late. I don't know. No, no, that was premature. Angela Bassett. Okay. Angela Bassett <laughs> turned 65 on Wednesday. Forever 21. Forever 21. Also turning 65 on Wednesday. They are the same age, born on the same day. Madonna. Yeah. Well, go figure. Like a sturgeon. <laughs> like a, exactly now let's see if you remember this person christian okoyo running back for the kansas city chiefs the nigerian nightmare turned 62 years old Good okay you. also and finally for that day august 16th steve carell of the office turned 61 Moving on to August 17th. Here's a name you don't hear too much anymore. Boog Powell. <gasps> Boog! First off, Booger! First off, happy he's still alive. 
Yes, with his barbecue shop out there in in right field at Camden Yard. There you go. There you go. 82 years old on Thursday. Robert De Niro turns 80 on Thursday. Belinda Kyle. What? Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle? Yeah, I guess so. Of the the Go-Go's. 65 years old. Wow. I was shocked at that, Sean Penn. Uh, I'd like a pizza. I'm ordering a pizza, Mr. Finger. 63 years old. Fast times at Ridgemont High. That's that reference, him and Mr. Finger. Uh, finally, on August 17th, uh, somebody by the name of Buddy Landell turned 61. Let's see if Bill knows this. Sounds like a character character from Greece. Maybe maybe you'll know know this name, Nature Boy. Oh really? That's really? Ric Flair. No, it says, says he was a wrestler, <laughs> Buddy Landell. Nature yeah, Boy. Yeah, it's Ric Flair. Oh okay. I don't know. Twenty-three time, twenty-three time champion. Which I don't know what that says. That means you lost it twenty-two times. So what the hell? Wait a minute. But it says here, Buddy Landell. That was his real name. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, if it had said Ric Flair, I would have. I knew Nature you know Boy. Who it was. I knew Nature Boy, but. You know, mm-hmm. and that, that was for you and John, and you're wrestling. 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 <laughs> August 18th, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. The greatest woman with the greatest husband ever, Rosalind Smith Carter, our former first yes, lady, ma'am. turns 96 years old. God bless you, dear. Happy, happy birthday to you. I, I, I hope she's able to spend the day with Jimmy. And uh, they, they, there's just, I, I don't care who you are, what your politics are. If this couple, they exemplify what being good Christians are. I don't get into the whole Christian thing, but my goodness, I've said this before. If Jimmy and Rosalind Carter were to sit me down and want to talk to me about about uh, Jesus Christ and the Bible, and uh, I would listen. I would take every word to heart. Because, but you know what? In in the other side of the spectrum, you don't need to be a Christian to be a good person. That is, you are absolutely correct, sir. And and I feel they're the only two people I've ever, I've never met them, but that I feel are honest and sincere about everything they say and do. Uh, there's, I would walk on coals for President Carter. I don't want it to be like the cult of the Trumpers, but boy, oh boy. No, no, that, it's a different thing because that's called respect. And we're going to, one, one more for, uh, for Mrs. Carter. Moving on, this guy's a kid in comparison. Robert Redford turns 87 years old. Oh, he's just a youngster. <laughs> he's a youngin', and they get younger as we go along. Martin Mull turns 80. Wow. Dennis Leary 
is 65 years oh old. Oh, my God. We're getting all the good ones in oh, here. Oh, yeah. Edward Norton, uh, 54 years old. And not the, hey, Rofi boy, Ed Norton. No, either. not that guy. I've never heard him address that issue. Probably because he's so sick and damn tired of hearing it. Uh, That's uh, why he became the Hulk. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, Andy Samberg, uh, famous for Saturday Night Live, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, etc. 45 years old on Thursday. And finally on Thursday... Uh, I'm sorry, that was Friday. That was This is Friday we've been doing. Uh, Friday would be... Uh, my mom's birthday, and uh, is it? Well, there you go. Well, mom's been gone for a while, but happy birthday! I mom. understand. Saturday, Saturday, August nineteenth. It's funny you should mention you mentioned this earlier. This person, guess who turns eighty three on Saturday? Well, please tell me, Mister Van Ness. Jill St. John. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Certainly, the Forever Twenty One Club. Oh, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> turning 77. Uh, <laughs> Bubba himself, Bill Clinton. Oh! Uh, we were at a, a at a um, <clears throat> gentleman's club. A gentleman's club. And uh, we were all, I brought my cigars with me. We were all smoking cigars. And the one dancer says, where'd you get the cigars? I said, Bill Clinton. <laughs> You had to do that, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> you had to do that. And there's probably a bunch of you out there who have no idea what that reference is to. You're 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 gonna have to bear with me a second because uh you, you just had to do that and now now I'm gonna have to beat now you, you up. You can't for find it. Uh I found it, but I can't play it where I found it. So I'm gonna have to do kind of hard this to way. explain. I'm gonna have to do it this way, but we have it. Cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind, but a cigar in her vagina she don't mind. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes I can see how there was some confusion Between humidor and humid whore And in Arkansas, the term cedar box Means saw her naked Stars report can lead to going blind Now Clinton, he was working hard Late nights in the ovary office Working on a practical joke He took a mac and noodle Put an exploding load in Poor Monica was blowing rings of smoke Bill cigars in Monica's vagina she lets out a giggle Every time he makes it wiggle Monica is not the kind You can do in the behind 
but a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. I think that'll that'll take okay, care of that. Okay. Yes. Don't say I can't I, find it. Don't. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't know how. Well, I set you up on that one, didn't boy, I? Boy, oh boy, you you threw me unknowingly. You threw me a meatball, and uh, geez, yes, please. I did. All right, uh, John, <laughs> Jonathan Frake, Frakies, Frakes, number one. Yes, turned seventy-one today. Uh, Saturday, I should say. Ron Darling. Pitcher for the New York Mets. That's the one. 63 years old on Saturday. John Stamos. Not a pitcher for the New York Not Mets. a pitcher for the New York Mets. Uncle Jesse on Full House. Uh, the, the replacement Beach Boy now. Drummer for them. Turned 60 years old on Saturday. And finally. Finally, finally. Matthew Perry of Friends. Oh, I thought you were going with Journey. No, that would be Steve Perry. Steve Perry. <laughs> I know a guy named Steve Perry. Not oh the same God, guy. Sure he catches hell for it. Yeah, he doesn't even. Just uh, he doesn't pay any attention to just it. Like, just like Edward Norton. Uh, Steve Perry, you sign your signature, and everybody goes, "Yeah, right. Get the uh, hell yeah, out of yeah. here." Uh, anyway, Matthew Perry turns fifty-four years old on Saturday. Wow, I thought he was actually. I thought he was older than that, but okay. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. There we go, and that concludes birthdays for this week. We uh, we managed to drag that out a little further than we, <laughs> we drug that out like we're supposed to. Man, that uh. That that just went places that it just had no business. Shouldn't going. have gone. Should not have gone. We, uh, you know, but we we got we got a lot of them out. There was a there was a whole bunch. So to speak. Of three. We had about thirty names there, give or take. Did we now? Yeah, did we? We sure did. I are impressed. You you ought to be impressed. We 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 bang them out. I here. are, I are, I are. <laughs> well, the only thing left coming up is a one hit wonder, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. I want to talk about football. 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 We watched football this week. We watched. What's this week shit, white boy? You are fine. One credit. Oh, I did say. Oh shit! I said shit. You are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute. You are fined one credit okay. for a violation of the verbal you morality statute. You got me on all of them. Thank you. All three of them. All three yeah. of them. One of these days you'll learn. So anyway, I mean, as I, I was know. saying, we got to see... Miami. Look, it was the first game of we the... We didn't. You did. I did. It was the first game of the preseason. None of the starters played. Uh, didn't even dress. Uh, we we played Atlanta. They was naked on the sideline. They again. was naked. Yes, they was. Uh, Tua didn't dress. Uh, there were a couple of bright spots. The Falcons beat us like nineteen to six or something. But it's really uh, clearly some guys are not going to make this team. <laughs> uh, 
I, I was reading some things from some Dolphin fan sites and, you know, social media and all that. Oh, well, the offensive line is that's not our offensive line. No, it's an offensive line. No, it's but offensive. It's <laughs> but, you know, not until game three. Well, we see. And then just the first quarter. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. Yep. Uh, Skylar Thompson, who was our backup last year, he played the second half, our quarterback. And again, he. Uh, I don't understand why we're keeping him. We, we have a new kid. He, he, he plays quarterback and he has a pulse. Yeah, well, uh, he did kind of okay last year. He had to come in a few times. Uh, I'm trying to remember who we had, who started for us. I can't think of his name. Look, with two of all, you need all the backups you can get. It's unfortunate. <laughs> he is he is injury prone. And, it, you know, it's, look, we did well last year. And, of course, you can sit there and play the, well, gee, just imagine if he was healthy. You know. But, we look, we've got, we got Tyree Kill. We've got, we picked up some new players. Again, watching the game that I watched on, on uh, Friday night was, like, it's just, it's the first game of the preseason. It, it, very little, as far as the game goes, there's nothing there. These people are fighting for spots. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't matter if you score a touchdown or not. What are you putting into, you know, uh, you know, people screwed up, people who may not have been had a chance to be on this team anyway. You know, it's one of those things. Now you, let's see how many people out there are as old as I am. Do you remember? Now it's the Hall of Fame game. What game used to kick off the NFL season? Hmm. Hmm. You'll remember when I remind you. I'm sure you will. It was the collegiate all-star game when the college all-stars played the reigning NFL champion. I have no recollection of that. Uh Uh-huh. And the one year the Packers were playing the collegiate all-star team and they got the crap beat out of them. They all came out looking like they were a bunch of sumo wrestlers. (laughs) <laughs> By game one, Vince had that taken care of. <laughs> oh? Oh, Vince Lombardi was not happy with that performance. Oh, oh, I, oh that's right. Lombardi, yes. what, am I, what am I thinking here? <laughs> well. Well, that's good. To you got to be old to remember that. So there well, you you're go. older than I am, so, you know. I know, by decades. Easily. Easily. <laughs> That, you wouldn't uh, know it by looking at me. You wouldn't know it by looking at you. That is those uh that Odama has spun around a couple of times. Anyway, guess what time it is. Are you ready? He's either frozen or he's pretending. <laughs> it don't matter if you're ready or not, because here it comes. Another son. homage to Johnny. There here we you go. go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the battle of the one-hit wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. Well, not exactly. Can I preface this for a minute? Can I just hold on a second? 
Not okay, exactly, not exactly, John Shannon. But we're here. Uh, we've we've got our three challengers from last week. We'll be covering that as soon as Bill spits out whatever it is Bill needs to spit out. I think since there's just the two of us, there should only be two songs. You can't phone it in. You can't phone it in. Come on, man. come on, man. I'm glad you mentioned that because guess what? I never turned on. <laughs> never turned on the phone. At least you turned your mic on. You weren't muted coming out of halftime. Yeah, that's uh Yeah. All right. Are you about done, Bill? Ladies and gentlemen, do not attempt this at home. We are trained professionals. Yeah. All right, let's uh <laughs> Let's begin to begin here. Let's do our recap of uh, of our music from last week. Our competitors. First up is uh, is a, a favorite of all of us here uh, from 1973. Eres tú. You know, I never did look to see what beat that song in the Eurovision. I'm going to do that. And that oh, might... didn't you? Yeah. One of these days, we're going to have to figure that out. Yeah, I got to know because this is, I, I, I mean, sure. I... I really, whatever it was, it must have been something incredible. Because I, you know, until you brought it up a few weeks ago, this song again, I hadn't heard it in forever. And I forgot just how I could listen to this for no kidding. No kidding. Moving on. Moving on. Our next uh, challenger uh, with one of the catchiest <laughs> opens ever. This, this is Hooked on a Feeling from That is Blue Suede from 1973. No, no. Most people think that. Believe it or not, it's actually Blue Suede. Blue Suede. That's I how take, it was pronounced. I take that back. It was Blue yes, Suede. Which I, I always thought it was Blue Suede also. Blue Suede. <laughs> Bill, remind me of, you, you mentioned this last week. Remind remind us what you told me about the original version of this song and the difference okay. between the two. There's if you play these two together, you could mash them together. It's kind of like uh, which two? Barbara Streisand What's and, the first and, one? and uh, Neil Diamond. Uh, B.J. Thomas. There you go. Did the original version, but he did not do it with the Ugachagas. Well, who could do anything with the Ugachagas? Exactly. All right, and our final, our our third uh, challenger from last week, in a timely 
timely oh. bid. This is Aqua with Barbie Girl. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. I don't know any song, any song that can get the words "hanky panky" in there. Uh, <laughs> Just as that was going off, I got a Windows security alert on my computer. We, we've triggered the entire system now. All right, well, uh, the, the votes are in. Are they? Are they? They, now? they are. The this vote, is why I'm saying, Johnny, don't get to phone it in. They, 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 the votes are in. And this is our new champion. Well, anybody would be the new champion because we retired the old champion. Well, there you go. We retired the old champion. But here's your new champion. Let me guess. (laughs) (laughs) And it ain't Barbie Girl. From Blue Swede, what down a feeling? I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. You're 
And that's Blue Swede from 1973. Ooga chaga, ooga chaga, hooked on a feeling. <laughs> Your new Battle of the One Hit Wonders champion. Uh, Bill, would you like some numbers? Of course you would, because that's what we do. It's what I live for. You <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> Uh, hooked on a feeling. Grab the combined total from Faceplant and the tweeter of seventy-seven percent of the vote. Oh come on! I just read them. I don't make them up. Uh, Barbie girl came in at seventeen percent. How is that even possible? Ed S two came in. At 6%. I think you're all nuts. All you people out there, you can just, you know what, and you can. For those of you on the radio, Bill is swearing up a storm right now. Muted himself. He's uh, he's either done or having a massive heart attack. I, I'm not sure which. Both. Both. In homage to your anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Ah! yeah, everybody have a heart attack on me, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. I don't disagree with you, Bill. I think Ed S2 should have gotten more love on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is the most beautiful song you're ever gonna hear as a top forty song. I don't I, I we may <laughs> we may make it the theme song for the show. The theme song, exactly. So anyway, Moving on, we now have two brand new challengers to take on Uga Chaga, Uga Chaga. Don't get me wrong. Uga Chaga. I'm digging the Uga Chagas. Uga Chaga, Uga, Uga, Uga Chaga, Uga. You can't deny. My only question is, is Johnny's ass must be about this wide by now. He keeps reaching up and pulling these out. Well, I think I, I think we got him on this one. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So let's go with our first challenger. From Procol Harrow.
1967 Procol Harum with A Whiter Shade of Pale. This one of this week's challengers here on the Battle of the One-Hit Wonders. By the way, Bill, the uh, name of the movie we were trying to think of earlier, The Big Chill. The Big Chill. Very, thank you, thank you. And uh, I'm, I'm mellowed out now, man. And I agree with you. A big old, big old jug of white wine and, uh, you know, we're, we're rocking and rolling here. <sighs> Our second challenger. And some edibles. And some edibles. Our second challenger for the week. Uh, I think you guys are okay. All... Before you even say it, I know this is going to break the mood. So go ahead. <laughs> You're going to harsh my mellow, man. Well, if you'd let me finish, I was going to harsh your mellow at some point anyway. So at you some know. point, regardless, <laughs> just suck it up, take it like a man, and uh, <laughs> you know. Anyway, I will. I will say this much before we get going. This song actually was turned into a TV show was it now it was and uh you might remember it once oh, we get God, go I'm, from, af- I'm afraid <laughs> you shouldn't be <laughs> moving on from genie c riley Well, her daughter 
From 1968, Jeannie C. Riley with Harper Valley, P- Harper Valley PTA. Excuse me. By the way, the T- this was made into a TV show starring Barbara Eden. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, who used to play somebody by the name of uh, Jeannie. That concludes Battle of the One-Hit Wonders for this week. Uh, vote early and often. We uh, we expect to hear you. I, I got to say, Bill, you seemed. I I'm trying to gauge your reaction when that song came on. You were you seemed both pleased and dismayed at the same time. Yeah. And uh, explain your your reaction, sir. There's not enough opioids in the world. <laughs> Come on, it's a fun <laughs> song. It's a fun song. Well, yes, but it deserved to be back in 1967. Let it rest in peace, Ed. <laughs> come, come on, it was either that or Ode to Billy Joe, and that's just oh, a Jesus sad. That's just a, that's, you want to jump off the bridge Ooh. with them. You just yeah, want to okay. go. You know, so, I, I, I mean, 
I was in the vault a while back, and I stumbled across this one. You tripped over this I one. You tripped. didn't stumble. <laughs> Listen, this is this is the one that we have to, uh, you know. Look, boom, chakalaka, like it has to work its way out every now and then. <laughs> look, it's like a garden snake. It's gonna show That's up. It. It's gonna slither around. It's not really gonna harm you, but it's gonna surprise you because you just surprised you didn't know it was there. And uh, vote <clears throat> early and often on the Twitter. John will have this stuff up on uh, on the Twitter and Faceplant as soon as, uh, well, as soon as he does. Because that's his department. I have to FedEx him the key the to key. wind him up and get him going. No, I see. I see. <laughs> but I said I broke him. I'm sorry, everybody. I but don't I broke know John that you broke Kansas him. City. You didn't break him. He was... He, it's a warranty. Issue. He was cracked before he got to Kansas City. So. Well, I, I, I think you know, I, I, I think it's more of a warranty issue, a manufacturer's defect. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that amazing how the car breaks down right after it's out of warranty? Shocking, shocking, yeah, it's shocking. My car will never go out of warranty while I have it. <laughs> I'll sell it before it does. I don't, but on year three, it's going back. It's a lease. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hit. Be, well, that takes care of that problem. I'm not gonna hit the miles, not by any any stretch of the imagination. And uh, you know, I've got seven. That little old lady from Pasadena. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Who did that song? Oh, did you now? Who did that song? Who did that song? Hell, yeah. if I can remember. It's not who you want to say. I've slept since then. <laughs> it's not. The, well, maybe it is. The, no, I thought it was Jan and Dean. I don't think it was. Maybe it was the Beach Boys. Eh, I don't think it was the Beach Boys, though. It's the little old lady. You know what? Did, you, may, you may be right. I may be crazy. I just might be a lunatic you're looking for. Are you going to do Billy Joel? Turn out the lights. Jan and Dean, I was right. Was it Jan and Dean? It was Jan and Dean. It was Jan and Dean. And there are people out there who have no idea who Jan or Dean were. You know. Much less their music. Much less they sound. I mean, that whole surf thing, that California... California sound. Oh, didn't they? They all sounded like the Beach Boys. They did. I thought they were all the Beach Boys back. Uh, exactly. Back in the day when uh, you'd have the AM radio on, you know, we'd, uh-huh. we'd, we'd be at the beach baking and uh, and they'd come on the radio, you know. All right, time to flip over now. And this, you know, they would tell uh-huh. you to flip over and. Uh, because everybody would have their radio going W A W A B C D degree. It is the, the W A B C would you know it's ninety eight W A B C degrees. <laughs> a B C degree. Hey, look, you take it, you run with it. It was. They um, don't even tell us the temperature down here in Texas anymore. They just tell you the number of degrees hotter than hell. Yeah. Well, and hey, it's two degrees hotter than hell. Well, three I'm, degrees. I'm talking about back in the day when you go to the beach, the radio was all you had. You know, there are no beaches left in Texas. They've all dried <laughs> up. Well, look, I haven't been to a beach. I used to tell people, especially... don't you better not go to a beach in New York now. No, no. <laughs> 
I remember, I can remember as a kid, the same beach where we had the, there was just the shark warning uh, a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. Was that Rockaway? That's Rockaway. We used to go to Rockaway. My my grandparents had a bungalow there. They're all gone now. They tore them all down. Uh, But when I was little, when I was like three, four, five years old, we would go there for however long. You know, a couple of days. So it is. So it's your fault that people have been getting attacked by sharks. These sharks have been waiting for your big ass to get back in the water. Well, the, but in the meantime, they just bite whatever they can find. Well, they got a good long <laughs> wait before I get back in the water. <laughs> but I distinctly remember one, you know, and it wasn't unheard of to have these shark warning. You know, they'd be a siren or something or the lifeguards. And I remember once, his bell. something, and I was about four, and I wanted ice cream. And there was a boardwalk with, you know, shops, and somehow, I don't know if I went up there with my uncle or, but anyway, there was a shark sighting. Oh, all hell is breaking loose. Somehow I had my ice cream, and I sat on a bench, and we're a little higher up over the beach, and I'm watching all this pandemonium. I can see my mother. I can see my mother. Where my uncle went or wherever it was that took me up there, I have no idea. But I'm sitting there just digging my ice cream. And I think the story I was told later on, it must have been about 10, 15 minutes of panic looking for me. (laughs) There were stairs from the beach. I was sitting literally... last time you went to the beach. No, it was the last time my uncle watched me at the beach. Oh, okay, that's that makes sense too. See, I was sitting on a bench right next to the stairs. I was totally visible. I can remember cool. sitting there and watching my mother and my father run around, and you know everybody's going cuckoo crazy, and you know that's where I was. See, now, the thing that that gets me now, you know, we're about the same age, so it would have been the same time frame. I was in Virginia Beach uh, at at those times, and I don't ever, we go out to the beach all the time. I do not ever remember shark warnings, shark sightings, any shark attacks. So why in the warmer (laughs) mid-Atlantic were there no sharks, but up in the, the, the New York area? I, you know, I'm not a shark. Guy. It always surprised. It always surprised me. I'm not a shark guy. I can't say for sure, but I do know <gasps> this. I do know this. When the gong sounds, we just got gonged. Just got gonged. All right, that's going to do it for Bill and I. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Come back next week. John will be with us. For Bill and John Shannon, I'm Ed Van S. See ya.